And then insurance is obviously a huge selling point too, right? If you want to be close to the carriers, if you want that proximity when you're building your business to really scale and be around a state where there's hundreds of underwriters that are incredibly talented and you're thinking about the people that you want on your team, it's obviously a great sales pitch. So I'm pleased today to be here with Drew Delelio. He is Senior Investment Associate for Connecticut Innovations Climate Fund. Welcome, Drew. Thanks, Josh. Good to be on the podcast. Maybe as a starting point, you could just share a little bit about CI, the Climate Fund, and uh, what you guys are doing. Yeah, so Connecticut Innovations is the state of Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm, or a quasi-public agency. So we really have a double bottom line, which is to uh, create jobs, um, in the state of Connecticut and to uh, support early stage companies um, and hopefully, you know, make some returns along the way to allow ourselves to continue doing that indefinitely into the future. So CI has been around now for 30 plus years uh, and we've been growing our assets under management and our portfolio uh, with some successful tech investments. Most recently, we launched the Climate Fund a little less than a year ago now, and that was with the support of the governor and from our CEO, Matt McCooey, the ones who are really behind the vision here, and me and my teammates, uh, Constantine Drakonakis and Ryan Dings, uh, have joined to really build out that portfolio. So we have $100 million, uh, in total to invest in early stage companies and focused on climate change mitigation and adaptation-related investments. So in thinking about what types of sectors and what our thesis should be around deploying that funds, you know, we really thought about like, what are the assets in the state of Connecticut? You know, what are some of our competitive advantages? There's obviously a lot of climate investment happening around the country. There's a lot of federal legislation. There's a lot of hype, right? So we kind of wanted to think about our, what are our strengths? Like, what are the compelling reasons for early stage companies to be in Connecticut, to do something substantial here, to really help us build a climate tech innovation economy that will support hopefully thousands of Connecticut jobs um, into the future. So InsureTech was an obvious uh, place for us to to focus and really became a key theme of ours. And as the planet warms, there's several sectors that we thought about in particular within insurance where there's going to need to be new products, where there's new risks, where there's interest from carriers and other partners in the state um, and kind of group that into flood uh, as being a major interest, uh, wildfire related uh, insurance. Uh, there's also energy related insurance, right? Insuring like solar, wind, batteries, right? Some of these new products that are coming to market has been an interest of ours. We've really t- tried to take a broad based approach to thinking about climate related insurance and we're just getting warmed up and hoping to make several more investments in the space. How is the team assembled and, you know, maybe what what are your particular areas of focus? We have a team of three uh, and we all kind of have different strengths and experiences. Um, Constantine is an environmental engineer by training. I'd say the technical member of our team and my background is actually kind of at the intersection of policy, economic development and climate finance. So I've worked in the federal government working on deploying uh, infrastructure and energy finance projects. So kind of bring that role when I've thought a lot about, you know, what are the policy and regulatory environments? How are they shifting? What opportunities does that create um, for uh, climate tech venture capital? And then Ryan Dings uh, was actually the acting CEO at Greentown Labs up in Boston before he joined our team. And he's building Climate Haven, which is our uh, incubator based in Connecticut to 
build a bigger bench of uh, Connecticut climate tech companies. Like this is an economy that's rapidly changing and we really wanted to build a place where founders from UConn, University of Bridgeport, Yale, wherever they're coming from, you know, could really incubate and build their business, get expert help on commercialization. So he's really been building that out on the early stage pipeline. So we all bring very different skills to the table. My focus um, has been uh, a lot on mobility, actually. So I've done, uh, I led one of our recent EV charging investments and then on adaptation and resilience. And that includes insurance, but there are other aspects of adaptation and resilience that we're very interested in when you think about risks to the electric distribution grid. We made an investment um, in a company that's using AI and computer vision to mitigate that risk. What are what are the things that you're usually trying to to sell its value at besides uh, you know the money that CI can provide? It obviously somewhat depends on um, on the company that we're working with, but I'd say there's a few aspects about Connecticut that. I think really make us stand out and make us a great place to build a business and particularly a climate tech business. First and foremost, I think we're a one phone call state. Within the climate tech uh, ecosystem and different government agencies, we all work hand in hand together on policy, on uh, building these clusters of economic activity, right? This is a great place to come where you can be in a state where climate change is being taken very seriously. There's a lot of initiatives, and but we also work very closely together. It's not that hard to get in touch with the people that you need to to build a successful business. And I'd say also our history of just being a massive engineering and industrial state. We've got a lot of legacy manufacturing here. We were really the first fuel cell cluster in the United States. We've got a large aerospace and defense economy. And when you look at that workforce and the types of skills they have, it's very transferable to building the technology on the hardware side that is essential for us to decarbonize. Um, and then insurance is obviously a huge selling point too, right? If you want to be close to the carriers, if you want that proximity when you're building your business um, to really scale um, and be around a state where there's hundreds of underwriters that are incredibly talented and you're thinking about the people that you want on your team, it's obviously a great sales pitch. So there are certain areas of the, of the economy where Connecticut is just a clear standout and we focus on those. Any thoughts just about you know how the different stakeholders need to to work together between climate, insurance, uh, private sector, public sector, quasi private, public, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's a role for all of those different stakeholders, and from the resilience perspective, I think there's an interesting moment right now where there's a significant amount of funding through the bipartisan infrastructure bill for different resilience programs and. There's a decent chance that a lot of that funding could go to coastal resilience. So when we can think about the low-hanging fruit that can help um, protect us from these rising risks. If you're thinking about uh, like sandbags around a house, you think about shoring up levees, you think about building stock planning. Um, those are the types of things that we need to deploy. But then I think more in depth, we could use and work with these insurance companies and the data companies that help those insure techs underwrite to really you know take a long-term look at planning building stock and thinking through right what does a catastrophic flood of that mean today right what parts of the building need enhancement immediately where would this risk come from that's certainly a project that i think would involve a partner like insure and also 
state, local governments, uh, and you know, hopefully, an agency like CI can really help in bringing those companies um, that are not already here to Connecticut and incubating ones that we need to solve the parts of the solution that are yet unsolved um, and really helping them build the businesses that would be able to contribute. So it really is a whole of government strategy, local, state, federal, um, and there's certainly a role for business, both for the underwriters and for the the data aggregators um, to contribute in working with the government to assess and measure that risk. You know, how do you sort of partner with other investors who, you know, are more investing purely for return versus the kind of dual missions of CI? The way that we think about the investor syndicate is in an ideal world, each investor is playing a different role and really being able to support a company strategically, right? So we look for companies where, you know, they're not just looking for the money, right? They are in Connecticut. They want to hire people in Connecticut. They want Connecticut partners. They want to work with Connecticut companies. And that's really our value add, right? So we look for companies that are truly just interested in that and they have specific goals in mind that they want to tackle. At the end of the day, as climate tech investors, there are many different parts of climate tech, right? We're not going to be necessarily the smartest insure tech investor in the room every time. What we can do is really work with a syndicate that, you know, really helps us get comfortable with a company, you know, that's like us, wants to continue supporting companies in future rounds. Like you said, those are obviously very reputable insure tech investors, so they're able to provide that specific experience. You know, for us, I mean, we look at other investor track record when we're thinking about decisions. A big part of CI's mission, you know, strategically has been attracting outside capital into the state of Connecticut and really introducing those investors into our world. One opportunity might lead to many others, right, and building those relationships. So before we make a bet in a sector, it's really important for us to go out and talk to those investors, make them aware of what Connecticut Innovations is doing, what types of partners we have here, what types of problems we're looking to solve as the basis of conversations around whatever deal we might end up doing. You know, we never want to start with the company. We want to start with the priorities, um, the sector, the market size, the relationships that we can build. Any other sort of thoughts you have just in general on, you know, where climate tech is headed, opportunities around climate and resilience, you know, where where you see the insurance market going or, or insure tech? Now, if you have any thoughts that are maybe a little more controversial or a little different than others, but uh, people always find that sort of thing interesting. I mean, I think the macro environment has certainly shifted, um, and it took longer for climate tech actually to face the, the valuation downturn that has been seen in other sectors, in part because there's so much capital out there for climate tech, and there's so much regulatory tailwinds for this sector. I think that's that's healthy, right? There's a lot of different factors that drive the market. Today, I'd say climate tech has kind of come a little bit closer to where the rest of the market is, which is healthy. I don't think it would make a ton of sense for climate tech to be in a completely different range than other sectors, in part because when climate tech was originally had their boom like 10, 15 years ago, the sector crashed and burned in the venture space. So you never want that, right? You want to healthily build a venture ecosystem where you have enough capital to support the level of quality entrepreneurs that are in the market. So always a little bit of a supply and demand um, factor. And I think you can see the same thing in insure tech. Obviously, valuations have come down quite significantly, which is healthy. Not as far down, I'd say, in the climate-related insure tech verticals, which I'd also say is an acknowledgement of how significant these risks are going and the evidence 
is here about the consequences of a warming planet, but also the opportunities that that presents. And I think we've looked at fascinating companies in the flood space, such as Rethought. We've looked at really interesting companies that are working to ensure the production of intermittent resources like solar and wind. We've looked at wildfire insurance. These are all massive market opportunities that strategic partners are all highly interested in. So, and, and investors are interested too. If there's interest, you know, there's value that at the end of the day is going to continue driving this market. And I don't see that changing in the long run. Drew Delelio is the Senior Investment Association of the Climate Fund for Connecticut Innovations. And it's been great having you on. Thanks, Josh. Pleasure. 